there and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page of Talmud each day. And today's page to both 95, well, it just wants you to be happy. Have a listen. The Gemara asks, and if they acquired it from her, what of it? Let the woman say afterward, this is a story about a husband and a wife who are engaged in a real estate transaction. And let the woman say afterward, I did it only to please my husband, as I saw that he wished to sell the field. And I did not want to quarrel with him, but I did not mean it seriously. Didn't we learn in a Mishnah, Gitin 55b, if one purchased property from a man, even if he later went back and purchased rights to that property from the man's wife, the transaction is nullified? Apparently, the wife can say, I did it only to please my husband, but did not mean it, and that claim is accepted. In other words, the legal transaction is null and void because the rabbis understand that sometimes in a marriage, you say things just to kind of make the other person feel happy, and you have every right to go and renege on that promise. Here to help us with this thorny issue is the one and only author, podcaster, television presenter, and now Talmudic scholar, Faye Saley. Hello to you. Hi, I'm so honored to be here, and my face is all scrunched up because this little nugget went by fast. It did. And I'm trying to make sense of it. Please do. That's what we do here. Can we not dismiss the part about, oh, well, it's just what the wife said. I mean, this does seem a little gendered, this story, right? The wife said, it's not the spouse said it to please the spouse. I think there's an element here of, well, it was just the wife said it. You don't need to take her seriously. Here's how I read it and tell me if I'm completely crazy. I read it as a definitively patriarchal society, right? This is olden times. The rabbis are saying, well, obviously the transactions are going to be handled by the man. However, they also understand that it's in a way joint property. Uh, And they also understand that in the marriage, there are dynamics that sort of supersede the kind of dry, cold language of the law. And if a wife comes and says, look, it's my property too, and I just said yes to the sale because I knew my husband really wanted to sell it, I actually don't feel this way. To me, it's kind of like weirdly, amazingly empowering, right? Because they're basically saying to the woman, like, yes, you you should have the right to maintain and preserve both the emotional intimacy of your marriage, but also the sort of fiduciary responsibility of your property. Both those things are nice, but then she's dismissed. No, no, she's accepted. It's according to her ruling. She has the right to say what she says and and the deal's off. I mean, look, to the extent that the Talmud agrees on anything, which is very infrequently, this is at least considered. What's accepted then goes on to be a whole multi-page discussion that goes into a lot of other permutations, most of which have nothing to do with gender. But to me, the point that this is even kind of brought up as a very likely possibility of something that would happen is sort of amazing. So they're kind of honoring the spirit of what they're honoring her emotional feelings towards her husband and not the transactional part. Mm -hmm. They're saying that the business part, the transactional part, we're not going to hold you to that. We're going to honor the fact that you did something to be a nice wife. Correct. And how does that make you feel as a very nice wife? Oh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not nice enough. But it's actually, huh, the legal part is thorny. But it's that is what a successful marriage over time is about. Is It's the whole, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Right? You know, the people mm-hmm. say that's the, the formula to marriage is thinking about how to negotiate around your partner's feelings without being disingenuous or condescending. It's the unsaid thing where you think, I'm going to text your mother back because when you text your mother back, your cortisol spikes. Like, I'll handle it this time. 
right? I mean, is that your sense of, of absolutely? Being and, and here's the thing: I, I, you know, and I don't think it's it's um it's it's necessarily a wifely thing, right? We need to do this for each other. Correct. So I've been married for I don't know what eighteen years now. Could you teach me how to do it? Because I really need to learn. I don't believe point. that. I bet. I bet you because I've only been married for eleven next week. I bet you really know how to give a wide berth to the things that would upset your wife. Am I right? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Sadly, whatever I say would yeah. just come off as weird. But give us give us kind of a, a lesson, a, a Talmudic disquisition on how to do it right. There's this word in Christian, like super evangelical Christians use about a happy marriage. And I can only say it with a Southern accent. And, and it's when they talk about wives submit to your husbands, right? <laughs> That's so gross. Just the notion of that. And I actually I think they claim it comes from the New Testament. Do you know you you know everything. Does that is there anything in what we call the Old Testament that is about wives being submissive? Uh there is a lot, but none of it would it even be remotely Jews. conclusive. And I don't think any seriously uh, scholarly, studious Jew would say that the conclusion is wives should submit to their husbands. Okay, it's good. much more complicated than that. Thank Yes. And when you zoom out and you take out the word submit, I do think, and this is my second marriage, and I'm not going to screw this one up because I was finally smart enough to marry a Jewish guy. I, Mazel tov. Thank you. Best decision I ever made. Um, if you take away the awful connotations of submit, the idea of humbling your own interests or the parts of yourself where you really just want to stick it to someone because you know them so well and you know you can with very little effort, in putting the happiness of your partner ahead of yours, which is kind of what this story is about, take away the gender parts of it, that does seem to be something that should be rewarded and would very much lead to a happy partnership. I'm not even going to say marriage, like partnership. And I would expect my husband, hey, my husband does do the same for me. Amen, Selah, Faith, Sally. Thank you so much for being our guest. My pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic, and we will see you again soon.